Nick, how's how's the levels levels going? Did you actually do the level, like? Level, I mean, this level. is last time level, we talked level, in our pre-intro. Uh, you you used your Patreon dollars for paperweights. Have you? Yeah. Are you? Are you, yeah. are you, are you uh, laying down that clean those, clean recording now? Uh, look. Okay. the The microphone is set up with the shield. Okay. Uh, is is the stand here? Uh, is it downstairs in the box still? Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, is it? Uh, is it? Uh, hold on. Uh, Let me. Uh, hold on. What's what's the guy from Family Feud? Uh, Steve Harvey. Survey says <laughs> no. Survey. It's not Survey. here. It's not Survey here. Says, it, it is indeed search. not here. How oh, did he know? Man. He's so wise. So wise with the hesitation and intuition and etc. Nick. I swear, I swear, I will. I'm sorry. I will take this from your cut of our no dollars if you do not <laughs> unbox this gosh dang thing. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, Nick. When we recorded mm-hmm. our Patreon podcast, did you also have your shield? Is this a thing that you I had? Did. Yeah. I don't know what you did uh, differently other uh, than have the shield. But if it was just that, that prevented me from having to edit out a single mouse click. I don't. Maybe. Oh, I, maybe just I, your ADHD was like off that day okay so that is true right like my adhd could have just been off but i want to i want to let you know something jeff okay every single time we record i remember that i have a silent mouse part way through the recording yeah there's so many I, good secrets to recording a good podcast that's one of them is remember cur- that you have the things yep yep do i currently i uh i remembered today but th- these last two weeks are the first time it only you know it's only been two years so uh i'm pretty sure any day now i'll remember the next thing you need me to remember i'm so i'm so glad that our listeners ears and my time are worth <laughs> I, was just, I just i'm glad you know, if you could find somebody Yo, to like, maybe we could spend like $20 <laughs> or something per recording to like fan you with a palm leaf while you're recording. Like, I'll be happy to edit that out for you just for your Dude. comfort and happiness. I want you to know you are shaming me for a condition. Okay. <laughs> That condition is being hidden. Oh, man. HR is going to be down my throat. All right. Let's, re- uh, let's record right. a podcast. to the year we started a podcast it's a podcast born phoenix like from the ashes and hr issues of last year's podcast i am your co-host jeff i have uh, the manager of hr and uh i am <laughs> deeply disappointed i don't Nick. i think i think if we switch podcasts early and often enough i don't think that i'm legally liable for anything i or you say so i think we're good um nick that's that, that nick, adds up <laughs> ready are you ready for this uh um, this is our podcast uh where we talk about uh some oh man i missed gosh dang it this is not what i wanted to do this is our podcast this is where a couple of friends have a cotton apart that come together right. and talk about yep. some of the things that are fun and interesting to us fun. and also some yep. secrets okay. and nothing yep. about ooze because Ooh. why have we focused so much on the ooze nick there's we secrets ha- it's a really good point. Real I hard think- on the real hard on the ooze this last <laughs> <laughs> the first quarter of Time of Sap uh, Inc. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, I I regret 
The focus, the emphasis on the ooze. I regret for our I'm listeners. I'm not so it sure that like, you should be the one. I mean, I guess you can regret things that other people do. I well, take how responsibility. Do you, how do you focus on a? How do you focus on a secret? You know what I mean? Like it's not mm. very secretive if you're constantly mm. talking about the secret. I don't think it's a thing that you have to focus on, though. Like I had a big focus on the ooze part, right? Right. But right. I think that we can just have secrets be part of it. It doesn't have to be a focus. It can just be a part of it. And that sounds a lot less gross when I do it in the intro, if I can work in secrets. Like, you know, we're secret agent men. Let's try this for the next couple podcasts. I'll work in secret, you work in ooze, okay? And, like, Um, we'll see how it goes. mm, But, Nick, I I feel like I just, I came to the light side. You're Mm. like, okay, 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 okay. Okay, I see the light side exists. I'll take that one. You go back (laughs) to your corner. And we'll see who wins. I'll be light side host. You be dark side host. And we'll see what HR has to say about it when we're done. (laughs) Well, as, as head of HR, I mean, I have a lot to say about your uh, overemphasis on news. It's kind of it's kind of off-putting. Uh, goodness gracious! Off okay. the workplace environment, man. Something, something. Uh, man, I'm we're getting sued by our listeners. The more we talk, okay. Nick, I have a good story. <laughs> it's been it's been a while since I've had a good proper Jeff story for just like. The, the the woes of house ownership and willingness to do ridiculous things regardless of all the things. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had a hard time not texting you about this, Nick, because by golly, if I have had anybody's phone number who I've texted in the last 15 days, I mean, it would be... I mean, it would be a miracle. It, I mean, it would be quite the secret that I would be keeping from you uh, if I had not shared this story. Um, so, Ooh. Nick, I would now like Ooh. to reveal the secret to you, okay? Let me in. So let me in your world. Okay. 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 I've had a pretty crazy work time these past couple weeks and my wife, my wife, <laughs> I can't do that. I have to cut it out every time I do it. <clears throat> my wife, uh, okay. do <laughs> shut it. up, you stupid piece of crap. Okay. You know, comedy is all about timing and my timing is mostly when you start talking is when my time, <laughs> that's my comedic cue. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to leave it all in just to know, like, let everyone know how stupid we actually are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, my partner and I were talking on the telephone in the middle of the day while I was at work, uh, which was something around the, long, around, uh, the lines of, uh, there is something in our ceiling. Please uh, call me back. Because, like, I ignored a phone call because I was in the middle of a meeting. Okay. Okay. Uh, before we just like, I mean, I guess I have some spoilers in the show notes. Man, I could have done better with the show notes. Okay. So my uh, my my partner and I uh, continued talking via text, and I called her, and I kind of got a feel for what was happening, which was a lot of banging around in our basement ceiling, which is different than the other ceiling. Uh, and I was like, I have no idea what that could possibly be. Like I've been pretty diligent as a homeowner as far as making sure that there's not, you know, like a huge uh, doggy door for possums or whatever to come into. We have a drop ceiling in our basement. If this is to make sense, like, I, are you aware of what like a drop ceiling is? You Californian person, you. Uh, uh- Let's let's um. I mean, of course I do, but why don't you explain it for our listeners? Okay, know, okay, okay. So I'm, I'm an adult. So, so I know what it is. you have. I was going to ask you. No, honestly, as I was saying that, I realized like, not ain't not everybody has basements. So you, what you what you have is your main floor, uh, which you walk in from the outside and you go into your house. I feel like you're probably at least familiar with walking into a house. Done that once or twice. Okay. 
Underneath. Well, you say that, Jeff. In California houses are pretty hard to come by. Okay, most of us live in. <laughs> they are. They are hard to come by. It's a whole other topic. Most of us live in a, Very... a converted, uh, converted walk-in closet. Okay, most of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's not where I was going with that, but I love it. Yes. All right. So imagine you had a really big closet, and you would right, walk okay. in from <laughs> the the street level, and underneath that, there's a basement. Okay. Okay. But they're like that floor level that can either go like straight to basement with like only like a little bit of space, like call it like six inches and there's like sheetrock underneath in the basement and like it gives you the highest basement ceilings possible. Right. Okay. Um, you can also have a drop ceiling, which is like with the removable tiles um, in the basement, which is usually like a little bit farther down. Ours is actually really uh, like it's right up against uh, the joists that run across our main level floor. So there's not actually any loss as far as like basement height, uh, but you can still like get in there uh, in case you have a leak of some sort or a, uh, a vermin from the outdoors inside or whatever. Okay. Like you okay. can remove one of the panels, like look up in there and see what's all going on. Which actually, as like an IT person, like oh, I, so like it's still like how uh, like office buildings will have. Oh yes, sorry, I should have started with that. Yes, the same way that all office buildings are with their, <laughs> well, with their drop like ceiling tile things, and like yeah, every right? every ninth one is a fluorescent light. Except for that's not how it is in our house. But like that's yeah. fair. I, I understand why you didn't go with this fluorescent right light thing. You didn't want to uh, hate your life while you were in the basement the way you wanted to hate your life when you were at work I got right it. yeah try to keep the basement as unhospital adjacent as possible <laughs> there you go fair okay so wife calls me and is like hey in our basement ceiling that's a lot like a hospital except for without the fluorescent lights there is a large animal or something that is running around which nick i'm not sure again you don't live here in Kansas, but an entry point that is into the ceiling of a basement definitionally is a challenge, right? Like, yeah, like I feel like that is the first place that you get into. Like, that's pretty tough. Okay. So yeah. I told my wife, like, okay, I'm finishing up this meeting and I'll tell you what I was in a quote meeting. I was actually at lunch uh, with with work people, so kind of a work person, I should say. Uh, so kind of a meeting. I probably could have left right away, but I didn't even know like what would I even do. Like I'm no possum like uh, catcher. Right. Like, that's not my jam. <laughs> like what 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 am I gonna? You could do? call me. I am a possum catcher, but right. Yeah. But like there's just the 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 flights and like just the yeah. time. Yeah. Like that yeah. feels like a lot. And you know I just. I hate to waste Didn't all of our Patreon dollars on that. Whenever it's like, <laughs> can't even get the stand out of the base or downstairs. So, anyways, so um, I, I get off the phone because I just don't even know what to do. And like, as soon as I get off the phone, I'm like, all right, I'm going to call Animal Control. And so the first thing I do, I'm like, okay, I gotta call Animal Control. I'm gonna uh, call Animal Control. Where? How do you? How do you call Animal Control? So I just Googled Animal Control uh, and then my county name. And then I called the first number on there before I explain how that that went. Do you like if you you Mister California? If you called yeah. Animal Control, like you Googled Animal Control and you called the first number number on Google, like yeah. what would what would you expect to find? Like reasonably so, anyway. Um. So like I've never fully understood if there's like different kinds of animal control for like you know like a wild coyote that you need like chased off that's like violent versus like yo dude. I got, and I'll like, tell you, Nick, there's not time to figure out. 
because wife yeah. is at home trying to work from home. And yeah. she's called you and said, disaster in the ceiling. Animal. Disaster in the ceiling. <laughs> right. Well, that's like, I can picture, I, I know where this is going, but like, because of the titles, unfortunately, but like, uh, but like, you know, if it was like a po- if I thought there was like a possum trapped in my walls or something and like banging around in there or, or whatever, you know, I, I know it's, you know, above your ceiling tiles, but, but like, I, I, I don't know, like, I would not know if the, the guy that I was talking to would think that I'm a dope who like is but wasting his time on small potatoes or if I would be like, yep, I'm the uh, I'm the possum catcher with the possum catcher 3000 in, in the work in the truck. Uh, you know, if it's a, you know, a, a Southern California possum or do you get you got one of the desert <laughs> possums? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know if he's going to like want more information from me. I don't know if he's going to think I'm wasting his time. I have no idea what I'm getting from an animal control guy. And well, I really certainly have never called animal control either. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's where my brain would be at is like i don't know what the hell you're what what is this conversation space supposed to be like i don't know so i'll tell you uh so i called the first uh the first number on google and uh so like again like i don't really know what this is i don't really know what the expectation is i have no idea what sort of slas there are with uh like animal removal from basement ceiling so I call, I call the first number. Uh, it has a couple of good like reviews on Google, so that's fine. I call it, and uh, a gentleman answers, hello? To which, like, when you call a place, you're like, okay, I'm so clueless. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into, but I, there's an animal in my attic or in my basement ceiling. And then I call the top thing on Google, and the person answers with, hello, with no, like, hi, this is... Like, what do you want? <laughs> Like it was like hello. I'm like hello, uh, uh, and it's like I I I mean I I froze. This is what I'm talking about, dude. Big time. Like, and this is what I'm talking about. It's like I feel like everybody else, every public facing job in the world. You the expectation when you speak to somebody who's public facing is that you know what they're supposed to offer you and like what's normal for them. That's what I'm talking about. Like I feel like I would call and I they like laugh at me like we don't deal with possums, you idiot. What kind of idiot thinks we can deal with possums? <laughs> You're wasting your life. <laughs> My biggest thing was like, because like, you know, I'm like, I don't really like, like the whole social anxiety thing. And like, I don't really like calling people cold, especially like to do things on the phone. Like, that's not really my jam. Like, oh my gosh, I'm like the most stereotypical millennial when it comes to like, if there's a way that I can solve this without talking to a person, I would love that. Thank you. And I, I just want to say real quick um, for our listeners, uh, we said at the top, that this is a show about things that are fun and interesting to us. Actually, this is a therapy session where Jeff and I uh, justify uh, and explain our social anxieties. And I really appreciate you all for being here. I feel like this is a very safe space and I feel very comfortable with all of you. And I really appreciate all of your, your patience and, uh, and kindness. And, uh, also can please continue because I am, I, this is very cathartic for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I no, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really happy to be here for you and the people and also for myself a little you know, bit. By, by, by subjecting to work, yourself to, we have to yeah, work by, through the, these things. Exactly. I mean, it's just part, part of the recovery. So, <laughs> I call so like here's the thing, Nick. I don't like making call like if I mean I would pay. I don't even know what the dollar amount is, but if I could never have to ever call people cold to like figure out something, then I have no idea what I'm actually trying to even get out of the situation. Like I, it's it's a good it's a big number, okay. So I call a guy on Google. He says, hello. I answer, hello. <laughs> so like we're like 0.2 out of 10 so far. And, and he says, hello again. So at this point, I feel like I need to justify my calling of this person. And so I said, um, 
So I saw this number. Um, we have and like here's here's where it could have here's where I here's what I should have said. <laughs> I called this number because it showed up on Google under animal control. Instead, <laughs> what I did was proceeded to explain in way too much detail. Hey, um, so I'm not actually at home yet, but um, my wife is. Um, she's at um, home, and um, she works from home. And we have this house, uh, like this. The few different. I'm not exactly sure how this would happen, but there's something those, like, in at the ceiling like, of our basement. Um, is there um, something um, that you can um, help us with? Um, um, we sleep and it, in it sometimes, and it's good for us to be able to. And we we're hoping. And I was just, I really don't know what to do. And also, please help. <laughs> and and then he, so he very graciously listened to my whole entire explanation. And, and then he's then, like, dude, this is, this is a Domino's. He's like, he's like, uh, I actually stopped doing that a while ago. I'm like, oh, right, man. okay, okay, uh, bye. Oh, <laughs> okay, man. bye. I Like, I've never, okay, bye, hung up so fast in my entire oh, life. Oh, my gosh. So, Jeff, I'm so sorry. I well, dude, that's not right. It can't be like some guy who ran. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be a business. What the heck? And then also, Google's got to know if the business shut down. Like, come uh, on. Yeah. You know, part of me wants to just like leave it up for the growth of the other people like me. Because you know, there's nothing nothing better than growing your social anxiety and calling people than having that be and, during the time that your wife is at home and the drop ceiling now has an animal inside of it. It's, it's also really good because. Uh, because the guy left animal control to be a therapist. And now he gets to listen to people work out their social anxieties on the phone. Oh, well, I can give him a call next. I can be, I can out awkward you. That way, like by comparison, you won't seem so weird because I can, I can do, I, I can. Oh, yes, thank you. Try. Yes, if, if really, if, if the moving average can just move down a bit, that really helps me <laughs> out a bit, and I really appreciate that. No problem. Okay, so we oh we got God. a lot of space to cover here. We've spent a lot of time, but I think it's been a good time. A lot of a lot of therapy here. Okay, so we uh, then had no better solution than when I started my little awkward adventure. I so I called uh, the county that my house is in. Got a uh, person who. Thankfully answered with like not just hello, which was a great improvement. Let me tell you, but uh, was like this is not our this is not like our thing that we deal with. But I do have a phone number for you to call. That is the people that deal with this, and so she. Uh, you don't need animal control. You need avian control. Uh, she yeah. She dug up the number and gave me the number. I'm like, all right, thank you. I'll I'll go call this person now. And I call this person. Goes to a voicemail immediately. Like not even rings just goes to voicemail i'm like well i haven't left a, i mean i've literally gone on this podcast to say i'm so anti-voicemail <laughs> like well let me dust off this skill i uh am uh an idiot that uh here's my number please call me back so um i left like the details that i felt like were relevant that you would do in a voicemail again i feel like this is the sort of thing that could be an email or something like that um or honestly just like please call me back all right love you bye I hope you did tell him I love you, bye. I, Lord knows I very well may have. Um, so I, uh, I leave my message. I feel very hopeless at this point. Like I've, the one person I called was just some rando guy on uh, the internet who no longer does the thing. The next one was a little bit more official, but ultimately just also landed in a single person's uh, voicemail box. Uh, yeah. And then 
I called, we actually have a, uh, a, some people that come out and do like pest control, like mice and spiders and et cetera. Uh, we live kind of close to a field. Uh, and so it's like really nice to have, you know, not mice and spiders in your house. And so they've sure. done a fantastic job. That didn't seem like to be necessarily exactly in the purview of thing is in my house in the ceiling of basement. But like at this point, I have nobody like planning to come. So I might as well give them a call. So at this, I finished my lunch work thing and I'm like, I just got to go home. Like my poor wife has no idea what's going on. I'm freaking out. And I call like as I'm getting ready to leave, I call them. And they're like, um, I think we might be able to do that. We'll call you back. I'm like, that's great. I didn't have to leave any weird voicemails. Um, that's great. Please just let me know. And what honestly, and honestly, if not, just don't call me back. That's also fine. I just, I can't talk to anybody else. Like only positive vibes at this point. <laughs> and then only doing positive vibes from here on out. I had texted. The hilarious thing was I had texted my wife to ask like, Hey, what about Patton, who is the people that do our pest control? Like, have you asked them? And she's like, she called them, or she texted me and said that she had called them and uh, that they can't do anything. Um, so I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. This is great. Good news. stuff. So you like to hear. But then as I was driving home, they called me back and they're like, hey, we can be there in like 10 minutes. I'm like, frick, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, wherever I, I don't even care how much I have to pay you, please, yes. And, and so they, they came out and they showed up like literally like probably 30 seconds after I pulled into the house and I had gone downstairs to like, see if I could hear this crazy vermin and I could hear some things. So like, there's definitely a thing here. And, uh, I, I think it sounds a little bit like a bird, <laughs> which is a little bit comforting, honestly. And then I go back upstairs. And I find my my savior that is the pest control guy. And he he's like, all right, let's go find this thing. And so we go downstairs and we walk in, back into the storage room. And this time you can see the bird. So this is a bird in our house, Nick, in our basement ceiling. And I'll t- like, I guess, again, to explain to people who don't have a drop ceiling or live in Kansas or my specific house. Um, in our storage room, you can actually see into that like little middle area, like where the ceiling of the basement is below the floor of the main level. So like I can yeah. see all, all these little areas and there's a bird in there. Okay. So he's like, all right, it's a bird. And he's like, do you have a BB gun? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't have a BB gun. And he's like, it seems like a cruel solution anyway. I mean, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, we just it escalated quickly, but in all fairness, yeah. he did show up in like 10 minutes. <laughs> so what, what can I say? Um, so he's like, okay, well, I don't really know how to catch a bird. <laughs> he's like super nice. Don't get me wrong. Super, super nice. But he's like, I don't know. Like we can't just like crawl across your, you know, your ceiling tiles that like hold like 0.2 pounds. Like that's not a right. thing that we can do. And I don't have any, I don't know, blackbird calls. So that, I mean, just, he's like, it's a bird. Wait, you know? At least you know that. And it is what it is. Oh, you don't have any blackbird calls? I did not. No. I mean, they're all old and probably like the blackbirds of the youth of this day. God, like, yep, yep, yeah, yep. They're, they're old. They're more on the new crowd. So anyways, so guy came, find the found the blackbird. And he's like, all right, I can't get the blackbird out because not really our thing that we do. Like we do the mice and the spiders. And, but he's like, oh, let me at least go outside and look around your house to like find how this happened. He found a spot. Didn't really make a lot of sense. 
I'm just going to kind of cut that story short a little bit. He yeah. thought he found it. And then he's like, all right, here's where I think it is. I think if you cover that up, I think you'll be good to go. Uh, and then he left. And then like 30 seconds later, after he had gone to his car, he got out of his car. He's like, you know what? I'm kind of slow today. And uh, like, I'm pretty tall and I'm pretty sure I could help you a lot better than I, than she could. And like, like gesturing toward my wife. And like, cause this guy is like 6'10. So like, oh, sure enough. Like, you, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> like, it's like, if, if you want, like, I'd be down. Like, I don't really, like, I can't really charge you anything for this, right. but I'd be happy to like hang out, <laughs> try to scare this bird out of your house. Well, well actually, dude, well, that's, that's really nice of him. Like, no, you know it's super I mean? nice. Like, it's like not I will a service say, that they offer, not like inside the scope of what they do. And yet, yeah, but, oh, sorry, sorry. I, I will say, he did not offer to scare the bird out of our house. This guy, <laughs> as a pest termination employee, uh, was certainly uh, a he, he. He was willing to terminate the problem, not necessarily in the most humane way, um, <clears throat> but like for me, a few different. I mean, I have gone hunting uh, in my life, but like my if I didn't have to kill a random bird in my house, like I wouldn't feel like super sad if I could just like let it go. (laughs) Like that would probably make me a little happy. Like I'm I'm cool with that. Um, Obviously. Oh, and the other thing is too, like he came back and told us, he's like, Hey, also like our local zoo is closed because of the bird flu that's going around. I'm like, well, Fred, (laughs) yeah, I guess we probably don't want this bird in our house. Um, so, so he came back, my giant 6'10 pest control guy, who was like super nice and was like, yeah, I've just figured, you know, my fiance wouldn't be super excited about trying to chase a bird or trying to get a bird out of our house. Again, be very careful to not say that this bird was going to live through this process. Um, but he was, he was happy to help me not be just, you know, the, the guy chasing the bird out or whatever out of the house. So anyways, he explained to me, this is a little graphic. He explained to me like, okay, if you catch a bird with one of our, so we both had towels. He's like, if you catch a bird with a towel, here's how you ball it up. And here's how you make it as quick and painless as possible. And here, and then like, I'm like, okay, here's a broom. Here's how you try to get it out of this room. And so, we both went downstairs with towels and brooms in hand, probably only like two minutes. Like the bird came out, uh, flew around a little bit. Like I had a big flashlight too, to like kind of, my idea was like, I'm going to try to like scare him out or I just want to show him the way. <laughs> like here's, here's how you get out of this yeah. room. Cause once he gets into the main house, like there's only, only a couple ways this ends anyways. So the bird, we finally got him to fly out of our storage room, which means no longer can he be stuck in our drop ceiling. And he immediately flies to our window, which is closed, but it has blinds and he gets stuck. And a pest control guy like runs over there and I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Like I, before you end this poor bird's life, (laughs) I'm like, hold on. I could just, I can open the, I can open open the window on the other side. I'm like, so I, I I sprint upstairs and I, I run outside and I run back downstairs into our backyard and I'm like, Oh, please just let one of these windows be open, like unlocked so I can just slide it, slide it open from the outside. Cause like, there's no way he's going to be willing to like, uh, like wait and like try to contain the bird and also unlock the window and slide it open without the blinds on his side. 100%. And so like I start, I try the first side and it's locked. I'm like, dang it. And I try the other side and it's unlocked and this bird immediately flies out. I'm like, 
bird, you owe me so much. You are the luckiest stupid bird I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, 100%. Uh, I, I loved it, and I'm glad the bird's good. I'm glad the bird's alive. I'm glad you had this, the random 610 uh, pest guy, like the most useful pest guy you could have in this circumstance, and also that he was willing to stay with you and everything, uh, and also that he didn't kill the bird. Uh, yeah. I tell you though, he would have. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I don't. I don't blame him, but also like, oh, yo, yo, right? Because he like talk. I mean, he was talking about it. Like he was talking all the things that he's done over the years and just all his stories and like, yeah, sure, I get why it does isn't a big deal for you, but like this bird is in my house and like I don't know, it just feels. I feel bad. I, I think there's like a level of probably like desensitization that like I can't blame him for having yeah. as a pest guy. You know what I mean? But also like. Yo, I'm not desensitized. Leave me, leave the, the bird didn't do anything. <laughs> Come on. All right. I want to, <clears throat> while we're talking about birds. <laughs> the, oh, no, we're continuing on the bird theme. I love it. <clears throat> not actual birds, though, Nick. We're talking about Ooh. virtual birds. So we've talked about VR things. Yes. Have you done any more, any at all VR stuff of any note of the past? I don't know. Since we've talked about it last, which probably. Um, I haven't few touched a VR headset. So. Probably. Like, I. I mm, I've, I've messed around with a VR headset a little bit like a year ago-ish, but not at all recently, not since the last time we talked about it now. I got a recommendation to play um, VR Angry Birds, which sounds like a stupid thing. It does, but, but like I trust, I trust VR for some reason. Yeah, and Nick, I'll tell you, it was the first thing that I was like, man, this made me feel the same way on this platform that I felt back when original Angry Birds came out for the iPhone back in the day like that felt so novel and fun and angry birds like blew up the whole like iphone gaming landscape and like i just i it was so easy and intuitive and fun and they add different elements that are obviously vr elements of like being able to like attack the towers from different angles and all kinds of different ways to make that sort of puzzle stuff fun and it was just like, man, I tell you, dude, like when they like continue to like revolutionize what this is and like somebody gets it right with a new genre of something, like mm. the first thing that jumped to mind was like, man, the first people that do like a real proper uh, like VR MMO, like, oh my gosh, like like a real good proper can, MMO. Can, can I tell you that I listened to a uh, a two actually, I believe, uh, audio books about a VR MMO, like it, there's. A, there's a subgenre that my friend wants me to read more of, and I'm not going to. But I listen to a couple of short audiobooks mm-hmm. uh, uh, that is like it's a fantasy slash sci-fi genre that is basically just like instead of a, a fantastical situation, imagine people in a fantastical game, right? And so it was just people in a VR MMO, and like, and it was like just super fun. And also, you are completely right. That is what I want from VR. Is like I want like an over like I want. The best combination of all best aspects of MMOs, but also I want to be there and see people and see all the crazy spells and everything. I just think that perspective thing, like 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 the idea of going into a boss fight with ten other people or nine other people, and like you are you standing in your spot and you move around to go to the other places that are physically also just around. Like if somebody pulls that off. I mean, that is, I mean, Nick, I can't even tell you how cool that would be. And like, I'm probably underselling it in my own mind. Like the, 
the example of stupid angry birds being a thing that like, oh my gosh, I just got sucked into beating this stupid thing in three hours because the, me and my son were talking about different games we could play and then he got distracted and I literally just played VR for a few hours. Like that was so, <laughs> so like, I, that was so much fun. And it felt like, oh my gosh, this is just a stupid iPhone game. That I literally think is one of my most fun VR experiences. And that's awesome. Imagine that with something that actually hits on some of the other, you know, more immersive, right. you know, uh, I hate to say it, but also addictive, etc. Uh, you know, video game. Uh, addictive can can be good, right? Like, I mean, it's not it's yeah. not usually, but addictive can be good. Like it, it could be, or at least with video games, when people talk about things being addictive, like when I consider like my favorite games that I've ever played addictive, I mean like they, you never have to get bored of it. You're just like, yeah, I can just do this. This is so good. I can just do this forever. Like, why not? Why, why would I not stop doing this? Like, uh, so I know that like app, like mobile apps are usually not that. It's just like trying to give you the tiniest little baby dopamine hit of all time. But addictive's not all bad. If, the, if you gave me an awesome VR game that was like addictive, like darn, I guess I'll I will just love this game too much. Ah. Addictive in a good way, addictive yeah. that is not exploitative. Like because yes. that that is the problem with a lot of like microtransaction addiction for right. that sort of like mobile game or etc. But right, which is probably a fine line to draw a walk and yada yada and you know hard to yeah. do and yeah. I want to be critical of games. I'm not trying to or I want to be critical ish of games. I want to be critically aware of games. And yeah. Anyways, continue. Um, that was, I mean, I just really wanted to mention, like, I, it's, it's been a thing that I've thought about for a long time, but like, just to feel so brought into it unexpectedly on a recommendation that honestly, like, wasn't a person that I like get video game recommendations from often slash actually ever. And to have that be something like, holy cow, that was amazing. Um, Nick, you've said that, that anyway, that was something that I was just like, man, I, there's so much potential here. Like there it, really is. There really, there really is. There really is. I think VR is like, it, it doesn't to me feel like it's that close. Unfortunately, I feel, feel like we have to get over some of like the, the space stuff, uh, spatial limitations. And I think we got to make hardware more accessible. And I don't think hardware, like, I don't think, um, I'm not just saying this because I'm on an anti- facebook a crusade in the world or anything <laughs> but like i don't think like oculus rift is gonna be or sorry i don't think like the 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 games that facebook and oculus like to push are the kinds of games that are gonna make it stick and what i mean by that is you know like um like beat saber is cool right but yeah. nobody sat around playing like nobody said oh you gotta get a playstation because rock band's amazing like you get into playstation because of like the huge array of shooters and rpgs depending on like who you are and like one title in like a niche genre that hasn't been that successful uh on a larger scale uh isn't gonna draw people to vr long term i think you've got to get like you said like mmos or competitive online games in a like you gotta make competitive online titles uh whether it's PvE or PvP, um, or really compelling uh, story-focused ga- uh, single-player games, which I, I think is probably less likely even, in a way. Um, I think that's probably less likely to change the entire landscape, just because that yeah. is an experience. But generally speaking, you're going to be done with that experience after, you know, 20 hours or whatever. Or right, 10 right. hours. The, the nice thing with the competitive online thing is that they are very, very, very... Uh, uh, like by they, definition they, they, replayable and yeah 
and, and they very get deep in. with like how good you can get at it too. Yes, yes. So, so it'll be very interesting right. to see how that plays out. But like, it was just it was interesting to see. It was the first time that I've played a VR because like I've played a good number of VR games now, and I always have a good time based on the novelty of the experience, almost more than how actually fun it is. And the playing it sounds so stupid and superficial, but like playing a puzzle game that has been a part of like, you know, just generally how mobile games have like been shaped since literally, I think 2008. I don't know what the actual date is, but like since the iPhone and to see that reinvented and be as fun as it was, I just, man, if they, if this, whoever hits on this first is going to, it's going to be big. Like it really, really is. I completely agree. I think the potential is there. I don't think it's a gimmick at all. Um, and, I guess, like, to, to kind of narrow in on what, I, what like, we were both kind of dancing around, but, like, what I was trying to get at, and my brain couldn't, like, compute it well, is, like, consoles drew really, really big numbers because of games like Halo and uh, Modern War, Call of Duty, and all that stuff. And uh, Nintendo drew tons of stuff because of con- titles like Super Smash Brothers and Mario. And PCs drew tons of people because of things like Doom and Counter-Strike and World of Warcraft. And... You got to have something like that for VR. And when it hits, you're comp- I am completely with you. Like, I think it'll be like insane. If you gave me, if you gave us like a modern day World of Warcraft-esque experience, but like with a VR, like you've just got every nerd in the world just like, like freaking oh, yeah. salivating. Like the 12 million people that ever played World of Warcraft, like a lot of them are probably 45 year olds now that have never, or not <laughs> touched their, their, you know, their PC in like 10 years. They just, you know, go to their office job and like come home and they're like, oh damn. I mean, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my opinion, uh, and as much as I don't want it to be true, I actually think the answer is going to be something completely new. Like I don't think it's going to be uh, no a, a nostalgia hit. It will I, be a thing. I don't that mean is World of Warcraft literally. I mean just like yeah, a yeah. World of Warcraft clone. Yeah, we, okay, as, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I like Blizzard's insane. People, those, Blizzard's weird now. I don't know. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, super problematic in a number of ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Not not super relevant to the conversation, but yeah. No, but like I, yeah, like, I, I also <laughs> yeah, probably agree not going to be yeah, not going to be a Blizzard owned IP. Likely, well, who knows right. though? You never I mean, know. Yeah. Nick, you've sent me this thing. Hold on, watch it. My my okay. phone blew up all at once. I'm sorry. I I try to not be distracted, but uh, whew. oh, I assume they went on to win. <laughs> they yeah, they did. They did. Oh man. I want to see his post game so much now. I know, right? Oh my god, that's a good point. Oh my oh, god, man! If this makes it to the cut, oh, uh, we just watched Duel and B uh, hit a three, or was it a three or a long two? It's a three. It's a three. Uh, a buzzer beating three, <laughs> or well, there's a there's a, how much on the, on the clock? I after think it's point seven. I don't know if they like went back and they probably went back and rewatched it or whatever. But yeah, yeah. But, Let's call it a half a second on the clock to to break a tie against <laughs> uh, the, the I mean in this against Toronto, which the series has been a little bit chippy in the the back and forth dialogue between these a two teams. A little bit, and uh, I like the the Raptors in 2019 beat those Sixers in Game Seven on a buzzer beating three. Uh, like yep. I, I think that's probably a pretty good <laughs> feeling for Joel to like not like. Because that 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 uh, people don't talk about it, but the Raptors won the title, and the only team that took them to seven games was the Sixers. Like 
they're this close to a title. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we can we parlay this conversation that had no business being a part of the podcast into an actual topic on the podcast? Sure. What, what do you want to talk about? Our inability as people to talk about any of these, like especially in sports, but lots of things too. Uh, like all these things are just like there's different probabilities here. And we assume that the uh, actual result is deterministic of what was always going to happen. And literally, especially stuff like sports, like literally, I mean, that game seven could have come like that was that could have been a completely different story. And people in hindsight will look back at people like like Brady and having six titles or uh, just a number of things that like, yeah, maybe they were uh, 50% likely or 60% likely or 70% likely. Yep. Yep. But like we then assume that because they didn't do it or did do it, like that is like so much. Im- Honestly, that's the thing. If you are, let, let's say you're just an individual player or individual team who has a 60% chance of winning and a you're another team or another team or another player that has a 40% chance of winning. Yeah. If you are the 60% team and you win, then everybody thinks like, well, of course. Yeah, of course were, they won. You yeah. are the impossibly better team. And in history, you will go down as the definite winner of that season. And you were. But also, if the other team would have won, it wouldn't have been like that 40% was wrong. Right. And like, it is a wild thing to think that like that just changes. It changes I mean, outlook from a historical sports look back perspective, but it also changes like literally people's pay and like how yep. like teams strategize. I mean, just the fact that Philadelphia didn't win that year. I mean, that's we going- talk about Philadelphia like they were a bunch like or we talk about the process as if it was a failure, and we particularly talk about Ben Simmons as if he was a failure. But if Kawhi Leonard, not Ben Simmons, if a different player who has nothing to do with Ben Simmons had missed that shot. And then they've gone which, on to win the which series. Which Nick was one of the, if not the m- most ridiculous, dramatic right. shots of NBA right. history. Had Absolutely. that not happened, yep, so we would have completely win- different perspective on all of this. Right. I very, I, I like if if you could go back and run 2019 again, and you said, okay, Kawhi's going to miss that shot, and they, and and you also got to give it to like assume that they they lose in the in overtime or whatever, which isn't a given. It's, it's probably about a coin flip just as close to a coin flip as you can imagine because these teams were evenly matched through seven games until the last shot but okay regardless okay so i say the sixers probably win the the championship that year they probably have the best odds to win the championship at least um considering that this the the rap or the the bucks were not fully ready and the warriors fell apart because of injuries in the finals um so I like we talk about Simmons right now as if he's a crazy choker. Nobody would talk about him that way if, if he had won a championship. Yeah, not even Just nobody. No, and the team would probably still be together. Like that yeah, wouldn't yeah. even like on the whole NBA would look different. Honestly, yeah, like yeah. especially at the top end, like it'd be completely different. Um, so I there's a, an example that gets called out on podcasts a lot, and I really like it. Um, I apologize for trying for making this too much about basketball for our listeners, but um, in uh 2013 the uh, the Spurs played the Miami Heat with LeBron James and uh, in the NBA Finals, okay? And in Game 6, there's a very, very iconic shot at the end of the game where 
Uh, Chris Bosh gets a rebound and dishes it out to Ray Allen with like moments to go to hit a three to send the, the game to overtime. Yeah. Okay. And before this even happened, like the 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 Spurs were up like five or something like that with like 20 seconds to go. And I think Duncan missed a free throw. And it's the only reason that the game was even that close. I'm, I'm forgetting all the details, but basically yeah. like the odds of them losing from that, that t- point, they were up three games to two in the series. They were up five uh, five points or so with like thirty seconds ish to go, and two miracles happen against uh, for, uh, in favor of the Heat. They win in overtime. They win in Game Seven. I'm not taking anything away from the Heat. Okay, uh, and in particular, I'm not taking anything away from the Heat coach uh, Eric Spolstra, who is a fantastic coach. I was a believer in uh, basically from that second season on. Like I think he adjusted after the first season with LeBron incredibly. Yada yada. I think he's he's a G. Uh, anyways, so there's an article that was written after the series. That was that on ESPN, and I, I say ESPN because I know that like sometimes it's kind of ragged on for being, uh, for being uh, like hot takes and garbage sure. takes and everything. Sure. But it is the biggest sports outlet that yeah. there is. I, I have heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, Spolstra out coaches uh, Greg Popovich, the, the Spurs coach. If if two miracles hadn't happened, the the Heat lose four to two, and nobody says that. Right, you know, like nobody would ever say that if the seat he loses if the finals four to two, unless he was like over there burning incense and making goat sacrifices. <laughs> like I right. don't think you'd call that out, coached. Right, like okay, the ball happened to bounce towards towards uh, Chris Bosh. That's another thing is like the rebound isn't like just a like it's not a coaching thing. I mean, there's like an element of coaching to it. I, I, people criticize sure, uh, sure. Tim Duncan for not being in, or not Tim Duncan P- Popovich for not having Duncan in. Who cares? The the rebound is is pretty lucky in just the the way that it bounces and. Then he hits, dishes it out for a miracle shot. Like I don't know what you want, man. That's not. That's not it. Like ah, I should have. I should have predicted the the miracle shot and Spolstra burned the incense, like you said. To, like, come on, man. What do you want? No, it's the same thing in the NFL too. It's like this year having. I, I mean, honestly, like like walking through the playoffs a little bit. So on the AFC side. Uh, the the Chiefs and Bills had one of the most ridiculous games of all time. The, yes. the Chiefs got super super lucky and won. Um, honestly, the um, nothing, this is not to take anything away from the Bengals because I actually think they probably had in reality like a thirty five to 45 percent chance of winning the Super Bowl. I mean, they definitely would have been good. Now that said, I do think the Bang. I mean, the the Bills or the Chiefs could have absolutely like obliterated the Rams in the Super Bowl. Now, the Chiefs got incredibly lucky and also yeah. had, you know, really good plays and etc. But like that came down to like literally honestly, no, it's not even insane. It's not even drive. it's not even metaphorically. It literally came down to a coin flip. We got the ball first, went down, scored into the game. So, yeah. uh, we went and then uh let me tell you how I know I was there. Like we just laid up a big stinker against the Bengals still almost won and didn't. But like, honestly, like that, all of those scenarios, like the Bills could have won, the Chiefs could have won, the Bengals could have won. All of those would have not have been like just some crazy thing. Right. It right. just happened to be like perfectly, perfectly. This is the way that the odds fell. And you know, this is what actually happened. And right. But like, and- like there's no, like that will, like the poor Bills, the, the, the poor Bills were three, 
three layers away from winning the Super Bowl in theory. But in reality, they're probably one of the most likely teams on paper. They just happen to have gotten screwed in a very coin flippy type and situation. The the hard thing is we as fans need to treat them as if they are every bit as good, deadly, and whatever, while also like I mean, you should you should be happy for the teams that won. You should you should have the appropriate like respect for the, the, the teams that won. Uh and, and like, you know, winning is both lucky luck and also incredibly hard to do. Winning a championship in any sport is just like Of course. Just miracles yeah. have to happen basically. Uh but like you're completely right. The Bills should just be treated as if they are good enough to win a championship because obviously they were, or at least that team was. Like, I don't know if anything changes or whatever. Well, but and that's the thing is like what it was good enough to win. What do they need or that that's always the weird offseason thing is like what do they need to do differently to like be competitive next year? And like frick, like nothing. <laughs> like they just they need to like flip a coin better. Like they would have won the Super Bowl potentially. Um so anyways uh, long way to say, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we got here from you getting interrupted, but I am happy to be here. This is the thing that I'm pretty passionate about. Statistics are statistics. Like, a 40% thing happening or not happening doesn't mean that it's not, you know, still 40% likely. Like, right, 40% right. odds of winning a championship is still really flipping good. I I also, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a weirdo with this, but, like, I don't think it's, like, a choke if the team that had a 60% chance to win. Like, if there's somebody no, with a it's slight not. favorite, I don't <laughs> no. think of that as, like, a choke. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's a it, choke if you're, like, a 98% sure. 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 Or, like, you know, there's collapses, right? Like, But I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't blame a, t- a one a seed for losing to a two seed most of the time. You know what I mean? It's not the end of the – like, I don't know. It, it does, it's not super reflective to me. Um, I don't mean to bring this all back to the NBA, and I don't mean to bring it all back to LeBron. But like you know, the the 2016 Warriors lose to the 2016 Cavs, and for that to happen, the Cavs had to have an insane performance for like three games in a row from uh, LeBron and Kyrie, and they deserve every bit of credit for being for that insane performance, for the the comeback, for everything, right? But like, okay, so like the 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 Warriors kind of didn't click for a couple of games and the the Cavs super clicked for a couple of games. That's not the weirdest thing in the world. It's not like the the Warriors are all of a sudden like a bad it, it might be like yeah. too bad of an example because the Warriors were 73 and 9 like they had the most wins in a regular season ever. So maybe it's like a little bit of too much of a collapse. I don't know. The point is like that can just happen. Like I don't know. There's a 20% odds anytime LeBron steps on the court that he's going to drop 40 points. And if it just happens to happen two games in a row, like, I don't know, man, you lost. That's, that's just, you just lost. It off just is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's just going to happen sometimes. Yeah. And like, that's the sort of thing is like, man, you, we sure like to like draw such grandiose conclusions. I get it. Like it's, you know, that that's what sells clicks and attention and et cetera. But like, Really? I mean, come on. At, at I, some I point, agree. we need to be a little bit more realistic with how we interpret these sort of things. I completely agree. Nick, I have a thing uh, for all of us. So mm-hmm. uh, if if you're aware, Nick, which I reckon you probably are, on the weeks that we do not do this podcast, we release another podcast. It's a Patreon-only uh, podcast. Oh, no, I hadn't uh, heard of this. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you, you do show yeah. up. I think maybe it's just that I con you into it uh, and we talk mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. Usually mm-hmm. about NBA stuff. Honestly, it all makes a lot of sense. I shouldn't have said all these extra details. <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> but anyways, so you can still do that. Patreon.com forward slash time of sap. I will say there might be other other secrets brewing. Uh, we'll, I'll tell, I'll tell you and our listeners, uh, about what that might be just as a thing. Uh, but that, uh, coming, coming down, down the road. We'll see. But anyways, patreon.com 
forward slash Tywasap for the time being. We'll see. Yeah. And uh, you can follow us at Tywasap on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Uh, and you can find all of that at Tywasap.com. Nicholas, thank you for potting with me. It's been a good time. Well, off topic, but good time. <laughs> yes. Uh, you're welcome. This has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you all for listening.